Not long ago, there were only three television channels, and the cheaply made family man comedy was king. Turning the dial would only give you another glimpse into a suburban nuclear family with a breadwinner husband, a stay-at-home wife, and the occasional talking horse. That is until 1964 when one show dared to take a glimpse into the lives of terrible monsters that lived next door. The Monsters premiered that September and, well, America has yet to recover. The Monster Hunter shuns the millions of hours of original shows that are available at the press of a button to take a look back at a 60-year-old comedy about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. He, he reaches down and he just grabs her by the butt and lifts her up. Yep. Yeah. Instead of opening the window... He punches through the window, which, I mean, this is your damn window, man. By the way, he's trying to catch uh, the raven out of the the clock. Oh, is that yeah. what he's doing to feed the cat? Yeah. yeah. I was very disinterested, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the Monster Hunters, available every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, greetings, and good day. My name is Keith Gala, and welcome to That Was Great, Wasn't It? Each week, I'll be joined by my friends, both old and new, to reminisce on our youth via the nostalgic power of Saturday morning cartoons. We'll be revisiting shows from the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. Some are classics, some are classical air quotes, but all will have us pondering the same philosophical conundrum. That was great, wasn't it? Season 1, we're breaking down Pro Stars. Pro Stars is part of NBC's 1991 Saturday morning lineup and featured real and fictionalized versions of three all-time greats, Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky, doing their best to stop bad guys, inspire the youth, and protect the environment? Hmm, okay. Joining me this week is my friend Tyrone Tony Reed Jr. Tyrone is the author and creator of the superhero novel series Solad, The Soldiers of Light Against Darkness. He's got two books already done and a third and fourth novels on the way. Tyrone is also the host, executive producer, writer, and co-designer for the talk show Hub City Now with Tyrone Tony Reed Jr., which airs Sundays on 97.7 FM out of Jackson, Tennessee. It can also be found on YouTube after 5 p.m. on the same Sunday. Most importantly, uh, Tony is a huge comic book superhero, 90s cartoon fan, and it's been a while since I talked to him. There's a link to the episode in the show notes, but uh, let's let's get rolling on this one, okay? It's game time. Tony, welcome to our little show here. Sir, how have you been? I've been doing all right. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Hey, no problem. Uh, you were on uh, my initial season of uh, the pop-up film cast people go listen to that back catalog got plenty of time before our <laughs> new episodes there go back do it uh you were on when we we were we doing drafting movies at the time right well well beyond the ridiculousness that would eventually <laughs> ensue again folks back catalog it's it's out there any place you want to listen to your your podcast go find it new episodes that are going to be coming out probably within a month or two uh you know the end of may catch up you can i do believe uh i know like spotify uh, some of those like like they only take up to 200 episodes um 
So Tony's episode might be missing at this point, but I'm yeah. sure if you go to any of the other ones, you can find it, or you can just email me. I will get it to you. If you really want. <laughs> but welcome back. Uh, long overdue having you on a show. And, you know, when I was putting together a list of people that I thought would be good for this, you know, you were one of the uh, first handful of people I thought because, you know, you are your big superhero guy. Yep. Uh, you are a big cartoon guy, especially of like the 80s and 90s. That's right. Um, yeah. And I, you, you are familiar with this show from I am. when you were a youngster, right? I am. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think I have two people now who are actually remember the show. I have one person who wasn't born yet when the show came out. <laughs> and I have a handful of other people who are like, uh, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Pro stars. What? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's it, look. Yes, it is. It is ridiculous. Uh, it's, I kind of was really hoping maybe it was a little bit better than uh no, <laughs> then it has been, but it also is. I mean, it's perfect for this show. It's it's a great thing to to kind of kick off. Um, the that was great, wasn't it? Uh, franchise that I've got going on here, right? Um, season one because it is it, like the fact that somebody put this together, the fact that somebody was paid to write these episodes, yeah. It, yep. Um, and 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 pull all this just ridiculousness together, uh. Folks, today we're doing uh, is it uh, Rustler's Rodeo? I almost said Rodeo Rustlers. I look back. <laughs> uh, Rustler's Rodeo is going to be the episode we're going over today. It's episode nine. Uh, you know, if you want, uh, you can find it on YouTube, and you can go ahead. There's a link in the show notes. So you can follow along if you want. But um, I'm I'm excited when we're going to get into this one because uh, I really dig the villain in this episode. I, I liked him a lot in watching this. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, Tony, what? Uh, so, besides Pro Stars, what were like in this time, kind of time period? Uh, what What are some other cartoons I uh, was watching other, at that time? Yeah, I like I, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were out there. Yeah. I definitely know you're all was, over that. Yeah, I was all over that. Uh, the Karate um, Kid. I'm guessing this, the the Spider Man shows you Spider Man X Men. Um, yeah, I watched Hammer Time. What was it? Hammer Time? Yeah, it was Hammer Time. With Hammerman. Hammerman. Hammer That's what it was. Hammerman. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So all right. So I got to know how how bad is because I've been I've 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 had some people tell me that that may need to be what um we do at some point in time on the show and just yeah. based on the theme song I'm not going to be able to pull that off. I, I went, don't think I went back and 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 watched some scenes from Hammerman recently within the past couple of months. And oh. I was like, oh, why was I watching this? <laughs> why was I watching yeah. this? But, I mean, we were... Because uh, you're a youngster yeah. with nothing better to do <laughs> right. than... Yeah. <laughs> look, I've, look, everyone has a lot of uh, fond memories of, like, the Smurfs and stuff. It's yeah. technically just as ridiculous. I mean, yeah. you know... It, any of those shows that were on, I, I don't think there. I don't know how many Saturday morning cartoons are just like, yes, that's a perfect thing. Yeah, like yeah, they're they're fun to watch and stuff and all. But if you go back, you're like, wow, this is, who, what kind of fever dream was going on here? Yeah, because I, I like that, that's like what He Man and She were like. I I thought they punched and kicked and stuff a lot more than they actually <laughs> did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, I remember this okay, show. Okay, so that was popular. more like, um, <laughs> that was more of a, that was like a weekday afternoon cartoon. Yeah. And weekday afternoon cartoons seem to get like the, hey, we have a storyline going on. We have a longer thing. And we're, because you had like He-Man, you had Transformers, Thundercats, yeah. G.I. Joe. Like these, I don't, I don't, compared to things like Pro Stars or Hammer Man or. Because those are weekend the, shows. The Wuzzles. Right. Like any of these things that were like weirdly on Saturdays had such a different tone to them. Right. Than the after school stuff did. Right. Yep. That's interesting. I, I thinking <laughs> even like even like Space Ghost. I mean, Space Ghost before like Space Ghost Coast to Coast and all the sillies that like he was a serious cartoon. Yep. It was. Uh over there on the USA Network, if I remember right. Yeah. And I would watch that all the time. Uh, but yeah, compared to... It, it seemed at one point there was a run of those. Thunder, Dungeons and Dragons, things like that. But by the late 80s, early 90s were like pro stars. Um, right. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's Wish Kid, Hammer Man. Alf. <laughs> Alf had a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Alf, Alf was a silly enough concept <laughs> in, in, of its own. <laughs> Let's make a cartoon on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the Punky Brewster guy. Like, if yeah, you had Punky a TV Brewster. show, if you had, a, if you had like a, a show that was kind of targeted towards youngsters, anyway. Yeah, you, you got a cartoon. You got yourself a cartoon as Richie well. Rich. Gary Col- yeah. Gary Coleman had one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Endless, endless amount of stuff that's out there. So, I mean, you really can't. You can't knock somebody for being like, "Hey, let's." Watch we've got three big superstars <laughs> let's put it on here right now, at some point in time like those three superstars are kind of the one especially is kind of checked out on the whole thing mm-hmm. um and i you know and i've looked around i don't i'll have to look again i mean this is episode nine i probably should have looked this, into this already i'm curious if there was a point in time where jordan Bo, and wayne were actually going to voices themselves i wondered about that because the way they are portrayed in the cartoon wayne gretzky should have probably negotiated better because there's no i, I <laughs> doubt wayne gretzky yeah. is that airheadish but he's also the voice of michelangelo so yeah I, and that's why I, <laughs> so i'm yeah i don't know where like i don't know where they get like this the the sign off on all this right um bo seems to be maybe the most neutral you know cartoonish like also the most but he's also seems to be like it's probably bo on like a regular day just bigger shoulders Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and mj i I don't know i i'm not gonna say i ever (laughs) thought that michael jordan wasn't smart he's a very smart guy but like at the same time i don't know if he was like scientific right Right. Using <laughs> the biggest words possible whenever he can. Right. right. Uh, yeah. So it, I, it would be interesting to know if they ever were like consulted about how they were portrayed. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. Uh, not even that, but just like, all right, guys, so you guys are all going to voice this thing. And then when it turned out like Jordan was like, yeah, I'm not going to be here. I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they, if that's when they decided to like go ahead and get other people to, to do all the voicing. Voicing. Right. Um, yeah. Now, uh, one of the voices on there is going to be our, our deep dive this week. Uh, we did Mom last week, uh, and that lady, uh, Susan Silo, she has 
a massive list of credits. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, she did voices for a handful of shows that were all on Saturday morning cartoons in 1991 alone. Um, she is, she's voices on tons of them. She must've just lived in the, in the recording <laughs> booth for a while. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, this week though, I want to take a quick dive into uh, Diana Barros. Um, Diana Barros, uh, she has a much smaller resume. Mm-hmm. Um, according to IMDb, she is known for Friday 13th, Part 7, The New Blood, uh, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, and My Mom's a Werewolf. Those are her three uh, three big things that are that are listed on there. But when you go through this, um, you know, she's got... She's got Freddy's, Freddy's Nightmares. That was creepy to me. Yeah, she's in... <laughs> in that, yeah, that was, t- that was a TV show of, yeah. that, of a spinoff, right? Yeah. I don't know if I even remember that one. Oh, you don't remember uh, Freddy's Nightmares? Not... Oh. Oh, I had I some probably nightmares. watched it. <laughs> uh, she was on an episode of Charles the Charge, where she was the pushy co-ed. She's on Empty Nest for uh, one episode. Plays Sorority Girl in Ford Fairlane, so I can't... I'm not really sure. I don't think that's a major role, but that's what she's listed for the, the most there. Right. Um... Uh, but like pro stars, I mean, she's in there for all 13 episodes. Right. Uh, she was also in the Back to the Future cartoon for a bit in 1991 as well. Uh, it just seems weird because like with, with the other people that were on this, they were all like major she's, voice work yes. actors mm-hmm. and actresses. And then she just kind of drops in here. Yeah. And it seems to have about as much um, like uh, voice work and stuff as Marv Albert does. And, uh, you know, he's makes a, a, another appearance here uh, in this episode. Sorry, didn't mean to spoil it ahead of time. <laughs> um, but she is, I, it says here she did, uh, she did some work just in 2020 on a TV miniseries called Cannoli's Comeback. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Either have I, and it doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> it's a comedy, that's all I know. About making cannolis? There's no synopsis. <laughs> I don't know, but there's no synopsis or anything. Um, mm. I don't recognize anybody else in this <laughs> thing here, but yeah. So, yeah, anyway, uh, she plays Lady D in that one. Mm. Uh, but it's been a while since she's been on on, on anything, but she is back uh, in Cannoli's comeback. So, if anybody wants to. F- figure out where that's uh at let us know uh you know look i'll i'll check it out i'll check it out see what's going on with it it's a i know she doesn't have the biggest role she just does a few small things where she shows up for a little bit right um they don't really like to let her out of the house very much out of the <laughs> hq uh over the series and it's because the couple times that she did she got in into trouble and they had to rescue her right but um yeah so it is just a very crazy compared to how much stuff the other like main people on the show were doing right. compared to her. But, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that we, you know, we're covering off on, on all the, the main people who show up for the entire, uh, series, you know, the, the full 13 episodes. And again, uh, that's Diana Barros. We are going to get into this episode, which I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to say I enjoyed enjoyed uh, as much as I guess any of the rest, but um, I really I want to get into the villain of this. I really enjoyed uh, 
a lot of the stuff that he has to, to do and say. And I also have some questions about some things that seem to be around for no reason in this episode, but <laughs> uh, we're going to get to it again. It's Rustler's Rodeo. Before we can do that, uh, Tony, I have to pay some bills or keep this fine show on the air. All right. Uh, our fine friends, the, the great folks at Slumber Party Mattresses are back uh, to do some more advertising with us. The Pillow Dungeon lineup that they rolled out you know, earlier this year was a huge success. I think it's all because of, uh, of us. Um, you know, they sold a, a whole lot of torture racks and stockades and uh, their pillow guillotine. I mean, it was great. They did a whole lot. So they came back and they now have a brand new patent pending item that is sure to revolutionize the pillow fight industry forever. All right, Tony, I, I know you're going to love this. You're going to want to get one of these for uh, around the house. Yeah, my wife will want one. Uh, you might, you both might need one, um, just just to keep it just to keep it even because this is going to change everything. Introducing the Slumber Party mattress pillow popping trebuchet. What you mean a catapult that throws pillows? No, 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 no. no. Slumber Party <laughs> is beyond the basics here. Those who don't know, catapult is a machine that uh, is used for hurling projectiles. The trebuchet is a specific type of catapult. It's gravity powered, uses a counterweight that pulls down and rapidly raises another part that flings the object from a sling. And by object, we mean the slumber party project projectillos. Gotta say that weird, you know, cause it's like projectiles, but right. pillows. while your opponent needs to get in close to score a hit with their boring old pillow, you'll be able to hit them head on or even across the street through their bedroom window. Even when they aren't expecting it, when you use the slumber party pillow popping trebuchet, uh, the pillow popping trebuchet comes with three projectillos, but if you use the code uh, wasn't itites, that is our maybe unofficial name of, of the fan base. <laughs> that just don't worry how it's spelled or how it looks <laughs> when it's spelled, folks. Uh, wasn't itites? You'll get one more projectile free when you buy two more. So you want to make sure to have plenty because I mean, once you throw them one time, like you may never get them back. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people you send them to may not give them back to you mm-hmm. just because they don't want you to be able to hit them again. But it's, it's look, once or twice, nobody's going to pillow fight with you again. Uh, get ahead of the curve of the ever-evolving pillow fight game. I didn't know that. This is what they wrote up for me. I didn't know it was ever-evolving. <laughs> uh, but get ahead of it today with Slumber Party Mattresses and the brand-new pillow-popping trebuchet. Here we go. I love I love the Slumber Party people. They, they do great stuff with us. My wife doesn't eat. <laughs> My wife doesn't need that. She's not going to need that. No, she doesn't. She doesn't need that. She wants a dragon to burn people up with. So, a pillow? No, a pillow launcher? No, that's huh. not. That's not going to work. <laughs> well, I'll look. I'll see if we have any. Uh, I'll see if we have any uh, sponsors that are selling dragons. No, <laughs> and um, and I'll see if I can hook you up. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, not it could make a great Christmas gift. Mm. I'm sure I could find one. <laughs> Got all types of fun sponsors that come through. That I'm sure we could find somebody <laughs> who sells dragons. Stick around, folks. Come back to a future episode. Find out if I'm able to come through with that uh, specific promise. I got a feeling I might be able to. Oh, all right, let's get into this episode. Uh, it starts out Bono's cartoons 
Wayne's uh, now signature, yeah, which is so weird. <laughs> just for him to say that. Right. Even more weird. Uh, don't worry. Pro stars on the way. Yes. 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 <laughs> and then now this is going to be the second time that they did this where I look sometimes a lot of times the writing is questionable in this. But why does the editing got to be questionable? Because then we get I'm Bo, I'm Wayne. And then Michael Pro comes stars in and, don't are, worry. Yes. Pro stars. Yes. <laughs> like, guys, he's only got, he, he's only had two clips. Yeah. There's I, only been two clips so far that they've used. I thought something was wrong with the video that I was watching. And I was like, why is he nope. not saying, and I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. No, he says something else uh, in one of the other episodes. It's slipping my mind what it is right now. But was it his name? So, I don't think so. Oh my god! Oh no! Uh, no, he says uh, the the uh, pro star is all about helping kids. Oh my! God. And so he uh, so he says that, and so you're like, okay, you've got at least two clips that you can use all the time. But mm-hmm. this is the second time that they've done this where they've just repeated him saying, "Pro stars pro on stars. the way." You're right. Yeah. All right. We get a quick. Uh, sometimes we get a question up front. Sometimes we don't. But this is what we got this week. Wayne, why do you wear ninety nine? And at first he says because of superstition, mm-hmm. but then he goes on to explain that he used to wear nine, and then somebody on a team that he joined already had nine, already had so nine. he took ninety nine. I'm not sure the I'm not <laughs> sure the superstition there. I mean, you always wanted nine, but since somebody like right, uh, yeah. okay, I yeah, I don't know. Did you never wash it or anything? I don't know. Right, it's mm-hmm. weird. I, it's a superstition, <laughs> but then you just explain that somebody else already had, had nine, it. So. Right, yeah. So it took two nines. Yeah, it's double superstitions. Uh, we we fade from there. We get into the actual episode. It opens with mom. She's checking out a robot horse, Bucky the Bucking Bronco, and she's getting ready for the rodeo. Uh, mom, at, like, like she's in the rodeo, I guess. I don't know. It seems to be like a thing that she's doing before we hear anything else about where right. they're going. The episode, right. This week's episode. <laughs> and also, I want to... No, I'm going to save it. to. I, I have some other commentary, but I'll save it for the end. <laughs> uh, we cut to now a lot of times so far we've had Bo and Wayne competing against each other. This time it's actually Bo and Wayne playing two on one versus MJ mm-hmm. uh, in basketball. And Bo says this time he's ready. He gets up on Wayne's shoulders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, mom is testing uh, the uh, it's actually horse. it's Buster, not Bucky. It's Buster, the Bucking Bronco. She's testing him out. Actually gets bucked off of it, flies mm-hmm. through the air, lands right into the hoop, blocking uh, the dunk that MJ was about to make. And when he's like, how did you get here? She was just <laughs> rodeo do do doing it. And then, boom. And the, there she is. I, You know, just like you do, right? You rodeo do do do. Yeah. Uh, Denise comes in. She's always, you know, got to get people back on track with business here. Uh, comes in, she's got this week's video, and Wayne is glad because the human still is about to wilt. He's still <laughs> been holding Bo on his shoulders the whole time. Right. And so he kind of falls over, sends, ball f- sends Bo falling. Mom also falls out of the hoop, even though I don't know how that had anything to do with Bo okay. falling over. Right. But Wayne catches her, and she says, thanks, Wayne. You're such a gentleman. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Uh, the video, I don't know where Michael was the whole time. Still hanging from the hoop, I guess. Uh, the video shows a ranch and there's a kid feeding a horse and MJ, 
he thinks it's cute, but he doesn't see any trouble. Well, thanks, Mike. It's good. To <laughs> think it's cute. Uh, immediately, though, cue the bad guys riding up very fast. They steal the horse uh, and take off. Wayne says, that's some video. Bo comes in with a, you can say that again, and Wayne repeats it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, the, this is one of those, like, the oldest trick in the book type things. This right. is, like, the oldest line in the book. Right. With the ridiculousness that they come up with in these episodes, why they would then turn back to, like, such an old joke. <laughs> it amazes me that they just, uh, I'm like, come on, guys, really? Yeah. Uh, the kid goes on to explain that when they were making the video, they didn't expect Star Chaser to get stolen. If they can't win the rodeo, they'll lose the ranch. Now, I immediately was like, oh, the kid was in on it. <laughs> he's he's starting out by explaining, <laughs> guys, when we were making this video, I didn't expect Star Chaser to get stolen. Really? Huh. Hmm. Interesting. The reason they call is for help, right? They sent the video in for help. <laughs> And so I guess maybe he just continued to talk then, and like, but they were already rolling the camera. I guess it is. Uh, um, <laughs> he and he explains this thing, and then Wayne is like, "Oh man, the kid, he's all you know, he's all shook up. He didn't tell us who he was." Mm-hmm. And just like that, the kid turns around before he yeah. walks away from the camera and goes, <laughs> "By the way, I almost forgot to tell you my name, Dusty, Dusty Boots, Dusty Boots from Montana. <laughs> now, Dusty Boots, that's a pretty cool name. I like that name. Not the best. Not that's probably one of the." That's one of the better names of the people they go help. Right. Uh, in our last episode, they went to Australia and they helped Sheila, which is just the the term of for right. uh, a young lady in right. uh, in Australia. <laughs> and the uh, and uh, our guest Vlado last week even confirmed that he's from Australia. He's like he doesn't know if he knew anybody named Sheila. Wow. Uh, there, hmm. like, because it's just a normal you know. That's term just like you say, girl. Use. Right. Wow. Yeah. All right, so we get gadget time. Uh, now, I put closed caption on for a lot of these things just to double check. <laughs> it didn't, uh, to make sure I'm not hearing things weird, but uh, Bo gets a beating slugger bat. Yeah. Not sure, I guess. I, what, I, what's he beating with it? Who knows? Uh, for MJ, she's got something for those basketball shootouts you love so well. And she hands him some goggles. Right. And so they give you that silly line about, you know, yeah. Oh, you could say that again, and Wayne repeats it. But then they also throw in stuff like this, where he's like, "Goggles? Who do you think I am, James Worthy?" <laughs> and for those who don't know, James Worthy used to wear these you know, big goggles when they played basketball. Right. Uh, very cool looking. But like they throw in like an occasional basketball type reference here, like something like that. And I'm like, that's so much better writing. <laughs> anyway, uh, their voice activated. Which I don't even think he says like activate. He just says, "What do these do?" And all of a sudden, some these little uh, shooters pop up. I guess they're gonna shoot nets out uh, <laughs> when he needs them. Uh, and then for Wayne, uh, a guitar, and he mm-hmm. starts playing. He is terrible, mm-hmm. terrible. And we've learned that in previous episodes, he's probably not a great musician. And she says, "No, Wayneski, this is a pro star gadget guitar." Closed caption, Lainsley, this is a post-op gadget guitar. I don't, like, they really can't understand mom when she talks. Uh, <laughs> closed caption. Uh, it's not for singing, but for game time roping. Uh, it's got a handful of lassos that can pop out as he swings it around, and he immediately tangles himself up completely. It was um, her. So, yeah, it was no- mom. It was mom who tangled herself up. 
Cause oh when, yeah, she gets tangled. Yeah, up from she it. she gets completely tangled. Up. <laughs> yeah, trying to show him how these yeah. uh, gadget guitar works. Ugh. Uh, so we cut to our our you know main shot that we always get of uh, the guys flying in. The pro bros are flying in. They're in Pro Star One, and Wayne is singing very badly. A mule can't be a goalie <laughs> until he learns how to skate. So get your tail off my hockey rink until you learn how to skate. Mm-hmm. Great, great uh, musical <laughs> talent there. Bo and MJ are making very uh, audible vomiting sounds uh, as they're because they're only showing Wayne. You just hear and he's singing. You just hear them going. Like, right. <laughs> they land. They immediately jump out. They're covering their ears yeah. <laughs> and running away. Wayne says he'll miss the best part, and MJ wishes he missed the whole thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, I want to stop here because I want to note the attire of what they're wearing. Normally, these guys are wearing, you know, shorts and uh, tank top type thing. It's basketball time. It's football mm-hmm. stuff. MJ is wearing, uh, it looks like he still has his normal, like, tank top T-shirt on, but he's also wearing a cowboy hat. He's got a mm-hmm. vest, and he's got some chaps. <laughs> Bo is wearing a hat and the vest along with his other signature uh, shorts and stuff that he has. But then Wayne is in full cowboy attire. Mm-hmm. Like he's got boots and everything. Like he, <laughs> did they not make clothes for the other guys? Cause he actually looks like he's dressed up like a cowboy. The other ones are just ridiculous. Right. Um, as Wayne is getting out, he's slips off of pro star one's wing lands in a Creek uh, in the mud. And he's asking for help. Bo and MJ say only if he leaves the guitar behind. And Wayne, man, he calls their bluff. So, yeah, and he just starts playing again. And they're like, fine, fine, get him out so he'll stop. <laughs> uh, so that's that's great. Wayne actually is calling their bluff, and they're both like, forget it. We don't need this. Right. Yeah, I give him a lot of credit for that one. <laughs> uh, so we cut to the pro stars. Uh, they're approaching uh, the Boots Ranch, and they're immediately greeted by Dusty. Dusty's dad is arguing with someone on the phone. Uh, he slams it down after declaring the Boots Ranch is not for sale. Now, cut to the other end, and we get to we get to introduce to our villain, mm-hmm. one of my favorites, Rattlesnake Rick. <laughs> now, Iceman Iceman Cuso is still a better name, but Rattlesnake Rick is pretty cool, and he says, "No one says no to him, especially when they sit on an oil well and don't even know it." And then one of the, like, like this is beyond James Bond level villainy right here. Once he gets the ranch, he'll be so rich, he'll feed his geese with gold dust so that she can Life's make sport. shiny, uh, make his omelets shiny. Right. <laughs> he then laughs maniacally before he goes, I like that. I do. <laughs> like, you like shiny omelets? That's oh my goodness. or or just this idea that you've come up with, or I yeah I I, I don't know, but it, like this is like like this is like the like none of the other like there's things that go on crazy with the villains and all these, but nobody is like saying, look, I'm just gonna get this and I'm gonna give my geese gold so I can make cool omelets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of his henchmen, they're uh, they're looking through some binoculars. They point out there's some hired guns uh, that the Boots must have hired. Those hired guns, obviously, are the Pro Stars. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rick says, 
those greenhorn city slickers. By the way, his voice is great. Yeah. Uh, it's is high pitchy enough that you know he's a bad guy, but he's all it's not it's not you know, there's still some <laughs> there's definitely some tone to it that lets you know he's serious. Right. Uh he gets his horses, tombstone and widowmaker. Um they're pulling the uh, little uh not a not a chariot, but a, like a wagon that he's riding on for a nice neighborly visit to send them on their way. Now he passes by his henchmen, it's like just blows right by the two henchmen and knocks them off their horses. Mm-hmm. And the one is like, oh man, he did it again. Like he must do this all the time. Just right. like, why would these henchmen stay working for him if he's going to do this? It's just it, like, it's it sounds classic, like it's a, a, it's a very, 90s, very reoccurring thing. I was going to say it's classic 90s henchmen. It's, it's no, <clears throat> no different than Bebop and Rocksteady with Shredder. Oh, absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Shredder does bad things to them, but they're still going along because they're they're henchmen, right? (laughs) You know, look, they sign an oath; they have to they have to stick with them to the end here. That's right. Uh, all right, now, folks, I'm gonna let you right now. Uh, I hand wrote a lot of my notes. I didn't get time (laughs) to to uh, type them up, so uh, from here on out, the the notes are handwritten, and we're gonna see how well I can read my own handwriting. So the Mr. Boots, uh, we get to him. He's come out. He says, hello, the pro stars. Uh, and he says, you know, man, we're going to have to sell the ranch. You know, we're just going to have to do it. And Dusty says, well, if the pro stars can find Star Chaser, you know, he'll win the prize money. Mm. Right, Mike? <laughs> totally puts Mike right on. Like, Mike, <laughs> fine. I'm going to win the race, too. Right? <laughs> By the way, there's going to be another issue with this coming up later uh, where that plan is completely flawed from the get go, but we'll, we'll get into that as we get closer to the big race. Uh, and then Mike says, look, if you can believe yourself, uh, you can accomplish just about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, come back, uh, rattlesnake Rick. He's, he comes up to the, to the ranch. He says, well, I'll be, <sighs> I couldn't even get closed caption to, to handle this for me. <laughs> well, I'll be a yellow bellied, Sack sucking pie for me, fool. <laughs> That's the best I can make. I rewound it a bunch of times, and I I, I got to the yellow bellied uh, sack sucking something something fool. <laughs> I, it's I, it sounded like pie for me, fool. Um, he pulls up, uh, you know, on his horse and wagon. He's like, as I live and breathe, it's Bo, Wayne, and Michael, the pro stars. I've heard about you do-gooders. And Wayne is like, oh, you must be. What does he call him here? The. Uh, oh, uh, you must be Kettle Snake Slick. See, I told you I just could not read some <laughs> of the stuff. Uh, Kettle Snake Slick. Also, most of it I can, I can read most of it because it actually makes sense. Uh, saying Kettle Snake Slick does not. And this really, it, it rubs, uh, it rubs rick the wrong way he goes that's rattlesnake rick to you don't get me riled up i'll chew you up and spit you out mm-hmm. and bo comments that wow this guy's angry <laughs> uh and then uh mj says not to mention greedy nasty and then wayne chimes in he sniffs the goes, uh and a little unsanitary <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
and of course, what any good villain does, uh, Rick says, I thank you kindly, boys, but flattery flattery will get you nowhere. Mm-hmm. He's going to get the ranch, uh, you know, and he pulls out the mortgage papers. Why does he have the mortgage papers? I don't understand. Uh, at first, I was like, I, I don't understand this. He goes, you know, if you can't pay uh, the bank, I'm going to get your ranch. And then he goes, oh, looky here. It says Rattlesnake, Rattlesnake Rick owns the bank. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, the most cold-blooded line of the whole thing to me is Dusty looks at his dad and goes, Dad, how could you sign a mortgage yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many banks are in town for this? Like, <laughs> Dusty's like nine. How does he know right, anything about right. like the financials? And did he watch the big short? Does he like, does he know things? Like, also, uh, he's wondering why he signed that. We're going to get into the fact that, that Dusty's overlooked a, a very important part of this whole thing. But, and then his dad is just like, Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I've I've lost the ranch. I, Dad, how did you sign a mortgage like that? What What do you do around here, kid? Are you bringing any money to this? Are you helping us? No, you think you can ride your horse that's not even here anymore? And you want to question my mortgages? But no, instead, this guy, much better. Sorry, guys. I lost the ranch. Uh, we cut to the henchmen. They're painting Star Chaser white. Uh, to disguise uh, the horse, obviously. Nobody's going to know, so they paint it white. <laughs> and uh, they're painting it white because it's going to be called White Lightning now. The henchman is like, oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Then uh, MJ, Bo, and Wayne, they're watching from like uh, you know a little little cliff off the side. And then all of a sudden, uh, MJ goes, he's like, wow, the odds are even three on three, so it's game time. Wayne wants to know if it's close to lunchtime. And Bo's like, dude, we got to get this horse back. We don't need you to be hungry all the time, <laughs> which is his kind of like thing throughout this whole series. Uh, and Rattlesnake Rick, he sees him coming. He's like, look, I thought you might mosey your, uh, yourself over. So he stocked his cactus with a pack of bad dudes. I'm sorry. What does Rattlesnake Rick need? <laughs> Anything else? Right. He has giant mechanical cactuses that suddenly open and have a bunch of guys come out of it to like beat up the pro stars right like he's got weird like this has happened a couple times in this where like there's something that like shows up that really doesn't belong there like it doesn't the rest of the villain doesn't seem to have these things going on to where uh, i think there's one other episode where there's a laser mm-hmm. um like a laser tripwire thing and then in this one here, he's like, he's got these giant cactuses. Like, what? Mm-hmm. I think maybe you should have something better than bad, some bad dudes around. Right. Some of the, like, you know, high tech gadgets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like I said, the, the giant cacti, they open up to reveal the bad uh, dudes. Michael uh, says, ooh, uh, the odds just got a little worse. Wayne's worried these guys want to stop us. And Rattlesnake is, they do. So get ready. Uh, to eat some leather, <laughs> like he's great, especially with his voice. I really wish I. They do so. Get ready to eat some leather. <laughs> this is just great. It's a terrible version of uh of the whole thing there, but you get the basics of it. Um, MJ quickly breaks out uh, the new goggles that Mom gave him. He activates it. It shoots full basketball hoops with nets on them, mm-hmm. and they immediately like land around these guys. Uh, taking out four guys right away. Uh, 
Bo yells out, your move, Rattlebrain. And he's like, it's Rattlesnake, darn it. <laughs> and now I'm mad. Uh, he sends a couple more thugs. I think these are his main two uh, thugs. It's uh, Bullwhip and Horsewhip. Bullwhip Bob and Horsewhip Harry um, that we hear a little bit about a little bit later. He sends that. Before you come any closer, you should know I'm the slickest slap slap shot shooter this side of the Pecos. Uh, he hits a puck that explodes uh, at the thugs, and he's all proud of him. He's like, man, these trick, pl- these trick pucks work great, and that's when all of a sudden these two whips come out, uh, grab the uh, hockey stick, and just pull it away from him. Mm. And then Wayne is just like, well, I mean, I, you know, they're not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, they worked perfect, but you just you weren't paying attention, and you got stuff taken away from you. Mm-hmm. That's what happened there, Wayne. Uh, so then the henchmen are chasing, uh, they're chasing Bo on horseback. Bo knows running, but this <laughs> race isn't fair. So we get our first, uh, real Bo knows thing there going on in this episode. Uh, he says time for some pro star power time for some time for the, the old pitchfork pitch, the old pitchfork pitch. I didn't know like this is like a thing that everyone knows about. Apparently <laughs> seems pretty new to me. Uh, he, he runs through this barn. He sees a bunch of, uh, bales of hay, like, uh, that are even above and he throws a pitchfork. It keeps everything in place just until he gets through villain runs through boom. All of a sudden all the hay falls down, uh, mm. on top of him. Uh, Wayne is still being chased by two of the guys. He uses the guitar, uh, to rope the henchmen, but then rattlesnake ropes them as well and pulls them away. Uh, to get away and he goes i'll see you guys or i'll see you at the rodeo if you got the guts <laughs> and wayne's like guts i thought all you only needed a ticket mm-hmm. <laughs> good old wayne <laughs> bo and mj they start to wonder why why does rattlesnake want the ranch so bad uh, and then wayne reminds them that they don't have time to figure it out because they got to get star chaser who they rescued over to the rodeo uh, cut to the rodeo. Marv Albert's there. He's the one calling uh, the entire uh, rodeo. He's uh, made a couple appearances here on the show. Uh, it's the pro- the pro stars are playing for the Boots Ranch versus Rattlesnake Rick's sneaky sidekicks. Bullwhip <laughs> Bob, Horsewhip Harry. The winner gets um, the winner gets the cash filled <laughs> trophy cup. And the deed to the Boots Ranch. Uh, MJ says it's time to show uh, the true value of cross training. Then we get just this odd cut, and it's MJ and Mister Boots talking. I don't know if you know that as well, but just like there's a like this quick like little odd cut to where like him and Mister Boots are like kind of in the distance talking, like everyone right. else is kind of should be kind of looking at them. Mm-hmm. That didn't fit with anything else, right? Um, event number one is simultaneous Bronco busting. Horsewhip is tossed immediately. Yeah, like he, like they let him out, and he is tossed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Oh, straight up in space. By the way, his trajectory is not straight up when they show him get thrown. No, it's like diagonal. uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But let's we'll we'll check that out. Um, MJ holds on. Plenty long enough uh, all the way until the horse stops bucking and is tired out. Uh, and Dustin says him, MJ's 
they made him like super long. Like the horse must have been a miniature horse or something because his legs were yeah, almost he's, wrapped it's like around. He's riding, uh, <laughs> like one of those. Uh, uh, What's the small ponies? Pony, the, yeah, uh, the, the mini horse. Yeah. yeah, like a miniature pony. Even <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, because he's. I mean, his feet look like they're almost as big as. Uh, you know, it's like the width of of this horse itself, right? Um, and Dusty says MJ's not just, uh, the winning rider, but the tallest, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's how they. That's how come he could stay on because his legs were long enough he could get him wrapped around, and couldn't get knocked off. Now MJ gets off. But Harry falls back down uh, out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Didn't really realize he was in the sky until he did this. Lands <laughs> back on his horse. And Marv's like, well, MJ already got uh, off of his horse. And so they're going to give it this one to Rattlesnake. Crazy. very good yeah. Uh, there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up was steer branding time. Uh, Wayne's like, man, the crowd seems to love it. But I don't think the steer does. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again, Harry goes out there, and he immediately he gets like blasted by the bull, mm-hmm. like horns straight on, knocks him out of there. Uh, Bo then, you know, it comes running at him. Bo takes on the bull head first. Uh, he's like, I always want to play defense, and make the tackles myself, and he pulls this this uh, bull down to the ground, pins it, uh, and then pulls out a marker and draws the Pro Stars logo on it. <laughs> Now, first of all, he's only got a green marker. How he got the entire Pro Stars logo, I don't know. Right. <laughs> and then Mr. Boots is like, bust my britches, <laughs> Bo knows branding the Pro Star way. It's not it's just, like Mr. Oh, Boots doesn't man. say very much the entire time. By the way, we've never heard his real his first name either. He's just Mr. Boots. Mr. Boots. <clears throat> Didn't introduce himself with a real like with a first name or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh so score is now tied one to one. Uh, calf roping is next. Uh, Wayne goes to play his guitar. Let me tell you a little story about a cowboy named Wayne. Yippee-yay, yippee-yay, yippee-yay. Rodeo is his middle name. Roping cows is his rodeo game. But while he's doing this, uh, Bullwhip Bob comes through, ropes the cow and Wayne as well, and gets the win. So uh, Rattlesnake's up two to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is bull riding. Bo wins this one easily. Like they barely even show anything of this. Right. Uh, of this one, he wins very quickly. It's now a two to two tie, and we're on to the main event, which is the race. Uh, Star Chaser is going to race here, and now here is where I'm going to question the fact that Dusty wanted to like call his dad out on anything, or that Dusty wanted to put Mike on the spot or anything. Because it turns out Dusty is too young to ride. Right, right. Uh, a horse himself in this. I'm sorry. At any point in time, like when you're like, I'm going to save the day by riding this horse and winning the race, Dad. I'm going to do it. Right, Mike? Right? We got this? Um, did you look at the rules for the race, kid? You're not even allowed to like race by yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Luckily, though, uh, Wayne is going to ride, uh, is going to do it. Now, at first, I thought it was just Wayne was going to do it himself. Um, and we see Wayne kind of get bucked off of Star Chaser right away, but uh, it really is just Wayne is going to ride with Dusty, so he's mm. got to have somebody there. But still, come on, Dusty. <laughs> um, and then Rick is like Bob, uh, the very tech-heavy saddle that you're sitting on is, you know, it's your secret weapon. 
he goes to check it out and see what's going on. Uh, Tombstone, the horse, uh, tries to bite Bullwhip uh, as he's going to check it out. But he's got this very, it looks like something that mom would make for the pro stars. Right. Uh, is the saddle that, that Bob is going to use here. Bullwhip versus Dusty and Wayne. And they take off. And then all of a sudden, Bo rides out on Thunderbolt, which is uh, the bull that he apparently has made friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, since tackling him and also uh, you know, riding the pro him logo on it. <laughs> yeah, so look, yeah, you put the Pro Stars logo, your official Pro Star now, uh, Thunderbolt. Let's go. Um, so they're running along, and Bullwhip gets ahead. He's about to go around like the curve on this very narrow pathway, uh, and he presses the first button. It lets out an oil slick. Uh. Great, great gadget for a horse. Uh, let's out, let's out an oil slick. Um, and just as they're starting to like slide a bit, Wayne uses his hockey stick, uh, kind of ho- hooked it on a bit of a overhanging tree, uh, to keep them from sliding uh, off uh, the road and into like the ravine. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Bo continues to follow. And he says, "Bo knows riding. Uh, that's no bull." And he, he he runs right by those guys on, on the bull. He's follow me. Bono's riding, and that's no bull. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's then announced that Star Chaser has to win, not Bo. Right. Uh, is what is what Rattlesnake says. So it it like it's not just the Pro Star team doing something. It's actually Star Chaser the horse is the one that has to cross the finish line first. Rattlesnake fires a plunger arrow. The plunger thing is a reoccurring thing here. Like they've used this plunger arrow type thing multiple times for multiple uh, episodes. episodes. Yeah. Um, which I just got a copy uh, in the mail today of it's NBC Comics, and they were it was like a thing to like preview their new 1991 cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do part of an episode. Uh, they they show part of an episode of Pro Stars in it, and it's not a plunger. It's an actual like harpoon type thing that that wow. Wayne uses at one point in time. <laughs> um, but in here they've been using it up uh, this plunger thing, and now even the bad guys are using it. Hmm. And he hits it at a sign. It causes the sign to spin around, and suddenly Star Chaser uh, is going the wrong way. Bullwhip Bob says that uh, the bull is is about to use him at target practice. Uh, unless he loses it, unless it loses its marbles, he hits another button on the saddle and uh, it releases a bunch of marbles, causing the bull to uh, comically and cartoonishly, uh, you know, roll over and can't, you know, start spinning out of control, can't get its balance or anything like that. Mm. Um, MJ flies over and tells Bo uh, he needs his bat. Um, so Bo barely gets things going again with the bull. Uh, but he tosses his bat up to MJ. Now, Wayne and Dusty then realize that they're lost. Mm-hmm. Zipping Zamboni <laughs> is what Wayne says. Uh, Dusty's like, oh, man, I'm going to lose now. And just then, MJ flies in. He's on the wing of Pro Star 1. There's nobody actually flying Pro Star 1. He is just standing out there on the wing with the bat. Mm. And he's like, I thought uh, we agreed that... Uh, yeah, you can accomplish anything. And Dusty's like, you're right. I forgot. Mm-hmm. You called Michael out on it. And then right. you forgot? Like, right. look, I'm telling people right now, Dusty is not going to be my MVP of this. He's very flawed here. 
Uh, suddenly, MJ takes the bat and he just blasts a hole in the mountainside uh, big enough for them uh, to get through and get back on track. We cut back to the uh, towards the finish line. Marv Albert's there and he's like, uh, Tombstone is in first, followed by a Thunderbolt. And he's like, wait a minute, is that a whirlwind? Is that a is that a prairie fire? And then Mr. Boots chimes in, no, it's Star Chaser. Star Chaser flies by and Rattlesnake, he's talking into the earpiece and he tells uh, Bob, he goes, use the turbo rockets on the saddle. Now, my thing suddenly said, activate purple rockets. Hmm. Uh, That's what closed caption said. (laughs) And then when when Bullwhip Bob says, gotcha, boss, closed caption said, gotcha, balls. <laughs> and and I just I I don't maybe it's because it's a it's a it's a rip of a VHS on so. onto YouTube and that's <laughs> that's why it's not putting it together but I don't know uh, the saddle immediately flies off of Tombstone uh, and it crashes it crashes through the finish line sending uh, sending Rattlesnake Rick and Horsewhip Harry flying through the air uh, but then Marv comes in. And he's like, you know what? The rule is a horse has to uh, actually cross the line. Right. And there's no horse here. It's just, you know, you just have your saddle. A horse was needed. Therefore, uh, the winner is Star Chaser. Now, I mentioned Rattlesnake had gotten, uh, you know, blasted when the the saddle kind of crashed in. And MJ is uh, checking out and sees the trajectory. He's going to be back at the Boots Ranch. And he lands right in what seems to be like a pool of oil. Mm -hmm. And then immediately the thing erupts, sending Mm -hmm. him high into the air. And MJ is like, oh, that's it. Rick wanted the land uh, because it's situated on an untapped geological deposit (laughs) of liquefied hydrocarbons. Yeah, that's what he's A.K.A. oil. Oh man, that's his, that's his, that's his signature thing here is spelling things out, uh, big, uh, now, uh, hold on. What's this here? Oh yeah. So, um, mom then flies in and she takes Rick and Harry, uh, over to jail, but they're going to need some cleaning up first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rick says he's never going to go. He's not going to jail. Well, they got you all tied up. They're going to take you to jail. Um, and then Wayne starts singing again, and Rick is like, fine, fine, out to jail. Just get me away from that noise, mm-hmm. which is which is fun. Uh, Wayne wants to finish, but Bo then takes the guitar and just breaks it in half mm-hmm. and leans in and goes, are you finished now? And he goes, oh, with the guitar? Sure. And then he pulls out of nowhere because uh, he doesn't have a backpack <laughs> or anything. He's got shorts and a T-shirt on now, and he goes, uh, I always wanted to play the fiddle. Pulls yeah. it out, starts it, starts it, and it's just absolutely horrible. <laughs> um, again, and we fade to black. And this week, there's no Q and A at the end of the episode. Nope. Usually, there's at least one one extra question at the end of the episode, uh, but we don't have any. But that was uh, rodeo rustlers. Rustlers rodeo. God dang it, rustlers <laughs> rodeo. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everyone that knows my other show knows I probably won't edit that out, but maybe I will. <laughs> She'll never know because I would have edited all this out. Uh, but yeah, that was um, Rustler's Rodeo. I gotta say, I really, I really liked Rattlesnake Rick. I mean, he doesn't actually do anything after like his initial like jumping on his horses and like riding down right away. Right. He's just kind of like off in the distance, like talking to people over a. Uh, you know, over the, you know, his little intercom thing or whatever. Uh, he's got the other guys doing like all the heavy uh, lifting and, you know, the harder work, but man, he is, he is great. Uh, his voice, <laughs> uh, the things that he likes to say during it just really got me going. I, it actually made this to be a very enjoyable episode. And please folks know that there's a low bar when I say enjoyable episode <laughs> uh, of these, but it still was fun. Uh, what did you think of it? I thought it was I thought it was it was weird watching this again after all these years. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, kept oh, yeah. Getting, I kept getting pulled out a little bit <clears> because <throat> I'm like, I'm hearing Michelangelo. <laughs> but by mm-hmm. Wayne, by by that character being portrayed the way he was, it was like Michelangelo as a human being. This is what Michelangelo as a human being would have been like. But uh, I, I pretty much, it. yeah. I mean that that is a very uh, that's a very exact way to explain it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's there's no better way that to explain it than that. Yes, he is <laughs> the the human version of Michelangelo in this. Um, always wanting to eat, always doing goofy stuff, yep. always saying the weird things, irritating um, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, irritating people. Michelangelo is probably a better singer. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah, I mean, you know, overall though, oh, oh, here's the other thing I really wanted to question here. Let's <clears throat> see if you thought about this. Were you disappointed that uh Buster the bucking bronco robot? Yeah, what was Never that? makes another ne- appearance in that's this. That's what I'm going to say. What was the purpose of having a mechanical horse at the beginning that you never used? I, yeah. <laughs> He should uh, that, that should have be been what, something they put it put in their Pro Star jet and took with them. That should have been um well that'd be like the Chekhov's gun type thing of this is what you would have thought that to be. Right. And then it's it's never even bothered with nope. um again. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but overall I look I may, maybe it's getting to me. I mean I, this is nine episodes uh, folks I am uh <laughs> I'm shotgunning these things uh, and getting through all of them very quickly. My guests have watched usually just one. Maybe a few people have watched more than one. Uh, I'm watching them all and in a very, very tight recording time that I've put together. <laughs> uh, so I think it's starting to get to me. It's starting to break me here in episode <laughs> nine because I actually kind of did. I enjoyed this one. Uh, I enjoyed this one uh, quite a bit. Uh, again, mostly based on on, on Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, what kind of uh, what kind of a rating do you think you give this episode overall? Mm-hmm. Out of uh, one, uh, like on a one to ten scale. One to ten scale, I would give it a. I'll say a six out of ten piles of manure. <laughs> six out of ten piles of manure. Uh. I don't know if that's a good score or not. I mean, <laughs> that, I mean, it's 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 better than fifty percent, but it's also piles of manure. Um, that's a very confusing one. 
Um, <laughs> I am going to give this one uh, five out of ten uh, shiny omelets made from geese that eat gold <laughs> That's dust. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, five shiny omelets. Uh, now, folks, we are going to throw this quickly into the Genuine Real Electro Algorithmic Total Numerical Efficiency Sorting System, a.k.a. the Greatness Meter. Let's drop those numbers in, and what do we get? 5.968. Hmm. <laughs> eh, kind of middle of the road. Not the worst episode we've had. Not the highest rated episode we've had. But uh, kind of kind of not too bad, though, especially considering... That, you know, I bet you it's very confused because it is like it's six piles of manure, and we don't know <laughs> if that's good or or not. And and manure so it's confused. Good it doesn't on know the what farm. else to give us. <laughs> manure is good on. Farm. Okay, there we go. There we go. Manure is good on farm. So this is a positive <laughs> review. Uh, Tony, who is uh, who is your uh, MVP? That's EMVP, the episode MVP that uh, we'll have for this episode. Wayne. 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 Yes, Wayne. Why are you going with Wayne? He was so persistent about playing that guitar. <laughs> he was. He, he was. He didn't want to give up. Stopped him. He wouldn't let anything stop him. And at the very end, he was still positive about pursuing his musical talents, which he has none. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't want to give up. He, I mean, look, he listened to Michael. Michael said, "If you try, you can accomplish anything." That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um. I am going to give this to Rattlesnake Rick. I mean, his his plan of the the <laughs> geese eating gold dust and like all just the other terms he he just throws out there, and then he just gets mad when people don't call him like By his name, <laughs> Rattlesnake Rick. You're making me mad now because you called me different names. Uh, and and I mean, he's definitely he's going to be one of the guys in the lead for. Uh, my favorite villain of, of the year. So folks tomorrow, uh, check it out on Twitter. We will have the poll. You can vote for either Wayne, um, or the correct choice of rattlesnake Rick. And, uh, <laughs> whoever gets the uh, episode MVP will be added to our full list, uh, and have a potential shot at being the series MVP. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, then wrap up with our final thing here. Uh, we have, Bo, we have Wayne, we have Michael. They are the Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman of the Pro Stars universe. We're building out our now Pro Stars Unlimited team. And uh, who who do you think would make a good addition to the Pro Stars team, Tony? I'm sure his name has probably come up already, but Steph Curry. No, his name is not. Really, really. Yeah, Steph no, Curry. I, you know what? Yeah, I am. I'm fully on board. I, I think if they rebooted the show mm-hmm. now, he would probably be like the basketball person you put in there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people probably be like, "Oh, LeBron." But you know, LeBron already did like yeah, terrible Space Jam thing. <laughs> uh, I think I think Curry's got a little more personality to throw in there. Right. In our in one of our episodes in coming up, we're gonna. Uh, the guest and I will be actually trying to figure out. We'll we'll make a couple suggestions for if they were to boot reboot the show today, mm-hmm. who would be um, you know the pro stars, uh, the small I handful think, that 
the, I think he like would be more be likely. I think he would be more likely to to actually voice his character too. That's another it, it thing. Like yeah, would, I think he, he yeah. would do it. Yeah, absolutely. I am going to go with. Uh, hmm, I have one of two things that uh, I kind of wanted to go with. Um, but again, I think we need to add in uh, you know, we're, we're a little a little light on on the ladies um, throughout this. I do you remember because uh, she used to show up on uh, oh on this week in baseball they used to have the Jenny challenge and uh, Jenny Finch softball player okay. she would come on and she would she would pitch um, she would come on and pitch against uh, pros like you know pro uh, baseball players right um, you know from like a softball type things and. Uh, you know, because be the equivalent to like a ninety-eight mile per hour pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so some some big time guys would refuse to to face her. Uh, that could be <laughs> embarrassing and stuff like that. Right. Um, in the two thousand four Pepsi All Star Softball game, she struck out Albert Pujols, Mike Piazza, and Brian Giles. Wow. Giles even said he never touched a pitch. Uh, her fastball was the fastest thing he'd ever seen from that distance. Mm. Uh, and it, it rises and cuts at the same time. Wow. Uh, she apparently appeared on an episode of Real Housewives of Orange County. Hmm. Um, that seems like it's going down. That's kind of going. That's kind of right. downhill there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, she pitched for the Chicago Bandits of the National Pro Fast Pitch Softball League. Didn't know that was a thing. Uh, yeah. either. Um. Oh, what was the thing? Uh, well, she was really, really good in uh, in college as well. Yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna add uh, I'm gonna add uh, Jenny Finch to this because again, uh, a we don't have a lot of ladies on the team so far, right. and you know it'd be a good balance to throw in there um, with some of the other uh, folks that we don't have a lot of baseball folks just in general right. uh, on these teams, and I, I think Mom and, and Denise would like making a couple of softball based gadgets uh, for her, right. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're really rounding this whole thing out here. Um, I've got a few more uh, set for the rest of uh, the episodes. Um, I got a couple people in mind, plus uh, whatever else our guests bring to the Pro Stars Unlimited lineup. <laughs> Tony, sir, thank you for joining in and, uh, and chatting up Pro Stars with me. I really much appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's been it's uh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you got? Where do you want to tell people? Uh, what do you want to plug? Tell people, um, you know, to check things out. Um, they can find out more about me at Tyrone Tony dot com. I'm sure you'll put that up for me uh, <laughs> instead yep. of having me spell it all out right now. But Tyrone Tony Junior. Yeah, you'll in the, yeah, it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> all right. But um, and I love watching cartoons and movies, and this has been fun. <laughs> All right, excellent, excellent. Well, we uh we enjoyed having you on, um, folks. We'll be back next week, uh, with a good friend of the show. Uh, you'll you'll understand he's a good friend of the show. Uh, Skipper Bob himself, Bob Haynes, will be covering the episode "Roll to Victory." Um, so until then, though, uh, that was great. Wasn't it? <laughs> well, how great was that? Hmm? 
A big thank you to our guests this week. Please go ahead, look into the show notes. You'll find some links there for their Twitter, Instagrams, uh, emails, you know, whatever's available will be there. Check them out. Check out the shows. Give them some ratings, reviews. It is the least we can do uh, for the generosity of taking the time to come on and watch Pro Stars with us. While you're at it, you can keep up with the show and, and us. We're also on Twitter. How great was that? Instagram at how great was that? Or if you have any notes on the show, maybe something we missed in our deep dive, feel free to email us. That was great, wasn't it? At gmail.com. We can be found on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, etc. Subscribe today so you don't miss a beat. Uh, come episode like 10 or 11 or so, you'll, if you're not keeping up to speed with this, you'll be completely lost on Pro Stars. If you get a chance while you're there, also please drop a review at any of those outlets. Rate us wherever uh, else you can. Maybe like a Good Pods or Pod Chaser, etc. Spread the word around for this brand new show. It's a good time that we're having here, and we'd love to have more and more people listen. We are a proud member of the Podfix Network. Check out all that they have to offer by going to www.podfixnetwork.com. Follow them on Twitter at Podfix or on Instagram at official underscore Podfix. Finally, our theme music is provided by the Dr. Dre of Kansas himself, Terry Vicroy. Check him out on his regular podcast, Run the Real. So uh, until next week, folks, that was great, wasn't it? <laughs>